Welcome to the Heal Your Life Talk radio show. I am Victoria Johnson from victoriajohnson.org, your host and Heal Your Life workshop teacher trainer and Heal Your Life coach trainer in Canada. I am the author of the best-selling book, Do That and Then Some, Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough, based on the teachings of Louise Hay, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Dr. Bruce Lipton, and many more great teachers, authors, and thought leaders. Tune in for tips on how to heal your life now with power statements, affirmations, visualizations, reflection time, and real life stories with real life people who have overcome adversity. Learn to transform your thoughts and words. Learn to love yourself even more based on the techniques of Louise Hay and you can heal your life. We will be ending today's Heal Your Life Talk radio show with specific power statements, affirmations, and treatments to help you heal your life based on what we have talked about on the show. So stay tuned to change your thoughts and heal your life even more. As Louise Hay often said, the point of power is in the present moment. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. With me is my guest, Luann Chow from Redondo Beach, California. She is an actor and a writer. She is as well a Heal Your Life teacher and coach. And just last year, she was certified in spiritual psychology. She has so much insight to share with us, and I'm really excited for you all to hear it. Towards the end of the call, she is going to be sharing with us a 30-day challenge that she's doing right now that I'm really excited for you to hear. It's an amazing thing she's doing and super unique. Also, you can contact her at luannchow.com. That's L-U-A-N-N-C-H-O-U.com or luannchow at gmail.com. L-U-A-N-N-C-H-O-U at gmail.com. Welcome, Luann. Thank you, Victoria. I'm so happy to be on your amazing show. Oh, thank you. It's been been difficult for us to connect because we've both got these busy schedules and so much going on, but it is a privilege to have you on the show and you are definitely worth chasing. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You know, I love you super, super much. (laughs) Thank you so much. I feel the same way. So tell me, um, how did you first become introduced to Louise Hay's work? You know, what is your story? Well, thank you for asking. I think it's it's kind of an interesting story. So I don't know if you remember, but I used to be an elementary school teacher before I had my son. So before I had my son, I was a teacher and I thought, oh my God, this is going to be the best ever when I have my son and I talked my husband into letting me stay at home because at first he thought, oh, she'll just continue working. But I was like, are you kidding me? Like I have trained for this job my whole life. I'm credentialed. I've been teaching little kids. I was a teacher's aide. You know, I worked in all these youth groups. I was like, this is what I was born for, you know? So here I was ready to be a stay-at-home mom. And before I got pregnant, I, I don't know if I shared, but I gained 70 pounds. So my son was 10 pounds when he was born. So you can imagine like I was much bigger than I normally was. And people constantly came up to me and asked me if I was having twins, you know? So while I was pregnant, I was kind of prepared for it, but not so much because once I had my son, I immediately felt, that was the first thing is I kind of felt the sting of like, oh my gosh, like I'm much bigger than I used to be. And I didn't think much of it, except I kind of noticed the way people responded to me, you know? And 
you know, like men would open doors for me and then I didn't really need it because I was a well-able person, right? But when you have a stroller, that's when you kind of need somebody to open the door for you. And I was like, um, you know, I was like normally used to somebody doing that and people didn't. And women were not as friendly with me either. And I think that was when, you know, these thoughts started creeping in on me. And I started, you know, like this impacted the way I felt about myself, you know. And once I had my son, I had to you know, my thoughts were, I have to lose this weight. I have to lose this weight. I literally worked out every day. Like when my son would take a nap, I worked out every day. And what's sad to me now is when I look back, I see how not nice I was to myself during this process because yes, I lost 70 pounds. And really like I look at that and I go, maybe I needed to, maybe I didn't. I mean, I was fine no matter what. Do you know what I mean? But it was a whole different person that I just needed to get used to, right? But instead, my thoughts were really, really mean. And Mm -hmm. I would berate myself constantly. Like, I, I actually couldn't really look at myself in the mirror. You know, like when I'd walk by, I would be like, oh my God, I don't want to see myself, you know? And this really impacted me as I look back now, I see because once I lost the weight, as I was losing the weight, like I never, ever praised myself or said anything like, good job, keep going. You're doing such a great job. And these things took a toll on my body, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, even though I was losing the weight, I ended up getting really sick, you know? Yeah. And I just want to ask something too here. So you're in your first few months of motherhood Mm -hmm. and your focus is on you know, I'm, I'm fat. I need to lose the weight, judging yourself, judging yourself, criticizing yourself, criticizing yourself. Did did you have time to really feel the joy of the new motherhood? Like, were you able to do both? (laughs) No, no. That, I mean, and that's such a great question is I, I wanted to, like, I wanted to be happy. This is what I was training for. Right. But at the same time, I felt so grossly inadequate because my son came out and he was crying nonstop, you know? So that was the other thing was I, I did not know how to make him stop crying. (laughs) I wanted him to stop crying and I would rock him and do all these things and it just didn't really work. And that made me feel like, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I such a horrible mom? And I think because my expectations were so high, like I fell so, so low because I kept thinking, and everyone told me too, like, oh my God, you're going to be a great mom. And then in the privacy of my own home, I really looked around and thought, oh my God, I do not know what I'm doing. Like I'm here trying to take care of my son. He's crying all day. I have to basically rock him all day long. And I'm a fat slob, you know? So it was like, what do I have to show for myself is how I really felt was I have nothing going for me. And, you know, it's like, this is how insidious thoughts are, right? It's like one day, it's like this one peeping thought that runs through. And then that thought just keeps channeling through and more and more negative thoughts because I wasn't mindful and aware of my thoughts. Yes. And you know, I think that for my personal experience has been too, and when I'm feeling that way about myself, you know, the time that I need to be supported the most is the time I withdraw the most. Yeah, that's definitely true because I really isolated myself. 
And I, that's such a great point you bring up because I was also ashamed. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I was ashamed that I was going through this stuff. And as time went on, my body fell apart more and more, you know? So I struggled with like insomnia, like my feet. I had really bad feet problems. Of course, you know, my son's crying a lot, but literally I didn't sleep at all. And so my doctor told me, well, maybe you have depression. And so I actually took antidepressants, which made the sleep worse. <laughs> like I was like, are you kidding me? Now I slept from like one hour to zero. So, you know, but what happened was, so things just got so bad, but yeah, I isolated myself. Like I really needed to reach out and say, I'm struggling so much. Please somebody help me. But because I was struggling, I felt so ashamed. So it just kind of like went into this deep, dark hole. And honestly, I, I literally cannot tell you how I discovered the book, You Can Heal Your Life. Isn't that strange? Like <laughs> I have such a good memory, but I can't tell you where that book fell out of. And that is what changed my life because I started reading the words in the book and I started realizing like I speak to myself in such a hateful, mean way. You know, like everything was in this like berating tone, like, oh my God, you are such an idiot. Do you know, like it was like nonstop. And now I look back and I can see why I got so sick, like why I had so many problems. And to the point where like a doctor had told me like, you have fibromyalgia. And so basically you're just going to have to deal with it for the rest of your life. And, you know, for me, I was like, no, no that's not going to be my life. This isn't going to be my life. And thankfully that book fell into my life. And, and I started changing the way I talk to myself. You know, like I started praising myself and seeing things that I did right. And you know, what's weird is when I first read this book, and I don't know if it was like this for you, but you're reading the book and you're thinking, what? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Is this the way we're supposed, like it's completely foreign, right? Like Louise tells you to speak to yourself nicely. Don't should on yourself. And I was like, well, then what, what do we do? Because this is what I've been doing my whole life. Yes, absolutely. It's what am I going to say? And especially, you know, when we're in that negative space and and if we've been there for a long long time people don't even have to say things to us anymore they can just look at us a certain way and we run the dialogue in our mind and so at that point it just really becomes believing what we are you know instead of you having extra uh, weight on your body from having a baby which is completely normal and part of the process it's i'm a fat slob that's who i am that's what defines me right and and so really when we start to use this gentle, loving language with ourselves, it's almost laughable. You know, it's like, who are you trying to fool? Right, right. right? It is but, kind of weird at first, right? I mean, yeah. now it's a way of life and I really yes, thank God. feel the vibration <laughs> of it, right? Yes. But I do remember at the time thinking, I shouldn't call myself an idiot every day because yeah. that's just what I do. And you kind of say too, like, well, everybody says it. Everybody says they're stupid and everyone says that. But 
you know, it's kind of like when our parents were like, well, if everyone jumps off a cliff, <laughs> are you going to do it too? You know, and so you kind of have to decide, I'm not going to jump off that cliff, but I'm going to talk to myself in these nice ways. And one of the things I find is this stuff is so important because you have to almost check yourself, right? Regularly. Mm-hmm. It's just like going to the gym, right? Like for me, I always do my legs. And I am a little bit skimpy on my arms, right? But if I really want to tone my arms, I have to work on my arms. And I think it's the same thing with all this mental workout, right? In our spiritual world is we have to check in because if I stop doing my mirror work or stop being really kind to myself, like these little thoughts, they creep in which is kind of why I decided to do that 30 days, right? Because I thought, oh, I can see some of these thoughts that are not for my highest good creeping into my life. Yes, absolutely. And and to make new habits. So instead of the I'm such an idiot habit, you know, the, the habit becomes, oh, it's okay, I'll do it differently next time. You know, right. and just really loving and accepting ourselves. And one thing that Louise Hay taught that... Uh, I don't think he's in the book, but that she used in a blog later on, which is the number one most important thing to loving yourself. And if you only did this one thing, it would be enough is to stop all self-criticism. Yes. Yes. And you know, um, it's easier to catch ourselves with our words, right? But it's a little one step deeper to catch ourselves with our thoughts. Yeah. But I, I love that too, because recently I went to another Heal Your Life workshop, which I absolutely loved because it was just such a great reminder. And that was the first thing they said was stop all criticism. And that brought the focus very, very clear in my mind. And so since that day, I've noticed a huge difference in my life mm-hmm. just from that, because I've told myself and I told my mind, listen, we're not going to do that anymore. I know yeah. sometimes we've let it slip, but now we're not going to do it anymore. And you are, you're, you're just giving your, I, I kind of love talking to myself too, because you give your <laughs> mind directions, right? Like yeah. we're not going to do that anymore. Okay. I know we have been, but now we're not. And I catch myself and you know what I notice? I'm not as judgmental with other people, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole idea, right? When we don't judge ourselves and criticize ourselves harshly, we're not going to go around judging other people too because we're not reflecting that anymore, right? Because when we're like, you're stupid, then it's like, you're stupid too, (laughs) you know? (laughs) It's so true. I was listening to the book Lovability yesterday by Dr. Robert Holden, and he talked about that as well, that the things that we are judging other people for are the things that we don't like about ourselves. Uh And so that's why we're being triggered. So that is a great catch. And I love that very gentle line. We're just not going to do that anymore. It's not, oh, gotcha again, right? We're just not going to do that anymore. I'm working on a new book myself and it's called Resetability. And uh, yeah, and I've actually trademarked the word. I love the whole concept around resetability because it's not starting over. It's just lovingly catching, like you said, that thought and resetting it and saying, oh, we're just not going to do that anymore. I love that so much. And it's a great visual because you can see me, but like the button, like you can push a button, like I'm going to reset that. And that's all it is. Absolutely. And I love it too, that, you know, it's a button going forward, right? It's not, it's not going backwards. We're, we're doing things to improve. I'm just going to read this little segment from Louise Hay's blog. So the How to Love Yourself by Louise Hay, number one, stop all criticism. 
Criticism never changes a thing. Refuse to criticize yourself. Accept yourself exactly as you are. Everybody changes. When you criticize yourself, your changes are negative. When you approve of yourself, your changes are positive. Doesn't that just make so much sense? I love that. And you know what else? I have been singing, I love myself. You know that song? Maybe you can play it at the end. But (laughs) I love that song so much. And it is the perfect reminder right? Mm -hmm. We just love ourselves the way we are. And there's something about that song. It's so catchy, but you just play it in your mind all day. And that helps me remember like, yeah, just the way I am too, right? Not when I change just a little bit, oops, I shouldn't have done this or da da da, this or that. But even because I do that, I still love myself because why not? Mm -hmm. I mean, I just kind of wonder sometimes, is there no room for error? You know? You know what I really love about um, a, a line in that song that addresses what you're saying is, and but still I want to grow. Mm-hmm. And so it's not saying, but I still I want to make myself better because that implies you're worse now, right? But still I want to grow. And, you know, everything is changing. And so when we are speaking kindly and loving ourselves, then we are growing in that positive way. And, you know, and let's face it, the criticism doesn't work anyway. (laughs) No, it doesn't. We'd all be, you know, we'd all be perfectly fit and super rich. (laughs) Well, the thing is, it's like you can do certain things berating yourself, Mm -hmm. but then you get sick. Like for me, I was able to lose that weight, but then I got terribly sick, right? So tell us how you got out of that. Well, I just started talking to myself nicely, you know, Mm -hmm. like. Before that, I had never, I mean, honestly, like now it's my life, but before then, I never knew it was not okay to talk to yourself in these negative ways, or not just not okay, but it was really detrimental, right? So I had to really watch what I was doing and saying, and comparison is really a sabotager. Mm -hmm. So when I found myself comparing myself to all these other new moms, you know, like, oh, they have it all together and they always have their makeup on and their clothes look great and they're skinny and look at their kids. They're so well adjusted. You know, I mean, one mommy group, I remember one of the people came in and told me that my son was inconsolable and I had to leave, you know, and I remember just feeling like, oh my God, you know, like, so like, why can't I be like the other mommy who has a perfect child? But I just started realizing like, this is not the goal. Perfection is not the goal here. And if you're up against that, it's really a very hard battle, right? Like if you're always trying to be perfect, you're always going to lose. Right. And I don't know where that came from, but it just, I recognized I'm not going to compare myself to all these other mommies, but we can appreciate, right? We can appreciate that the other mommies look great and she's got a great kid, but I'm not going to compare because she's her and I'm me, you know? That's right. And, And I guarantee you that we all have inner dialogue. And, you know, we don't know what's going on in the other person's life as well. You know, not that we would ever wish them any unpleasant thoughts. Right. Um, But the thing is, is that we judge ourselves at our worst, what we what we think is our worst, what we think is our shame and and our deepest secret against what we think is their best. You know, right. 
like are, they're, they're normal. Yes, yes. So we are judging ourselves that way a lot. You know, fast forward 15 years and, and you know, you're a great mom with a successful career and a super successful son. How Ew. does that all feel? It's great. I, I'm really grateful. You know, I just think sometimes like my son actually still wants to be with me and he asks me for my advice and he's read you can heal your life. I, I was showing it to you, but I forgot. No one can this. But, um, you know, he's read that because he knows, you know, like what we think mm-hmm. becomes our life, right? Because I've been able to teach him that too. And he's been open to it. So I'm really grateful for that. And it's so important how we raise our children. And you found this work at just the right time. And, you know, even going back to biblical times, you know, there's a scripture that says, train up a child in the way they should go. When when they are old, they will not depart from it. And if we are able to raise our children with these values of loving themselves, being kind and gentle and patient to themselves, not criticizing themselves, practicing forgiveness, all of these great things. Uh, what a wonderful world it is now and what a wonderful world it would continue to be as they pass that on to their children. It's true. And I'll just say, it's not to say that it's completely perfect either, right? Because mm-hmm. even with, I'm sure you know too, but with school, school is so competitive now. I mean, the kids are pushed so hard. And so I'm grateful I have this work too, because I can try to balance with my son, you know, your grade is not who you are. Mm-hmm. And in school now, it almost seems that way. All the kids are pushing themselves so hard. And if you don't get an A, you're dumb, you know, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm floored by that. But I, I'm so happy that I get to be this voice that my son will listen to. And I tell him like, it's important to do your best. I said, but I want to tell you now, this grade does not define you and it never will. And I hope that you don't let it, right? Because it's, it's a matter of like what we let into our minds, right? If mm-hmm. we say, if I only get straight A's, then I'm worthy, which a lot of people buy into, right? And so I keep on trying to encourage him Yes, do your best. But when you don't get an A, I mean, like he's taking honors pre-calculus right now and struggling. That's okay, right? Like it doesn't mean that he's not as good because he's struggling with this one subject, you know, but this is like the real part of life that I, I, that's why I brought it up because sometimes it can seem like, oh, everything's perfect, but it's not. No, it's not. It's not for, for any of us. It's per, well, it's perfectly imperfect. We'll call it that. Um, and, you know, I love what you were sharing about, you know, how you encourage your child so much uh, or your young man, I should say, um, because so often for us, the voice in our head is the voice of our parents, our teachers, our role models from when we were young. And I know that you've recently embarked on something regarding the voice of your father in your head. And this is that 30 day challenge that I'm so excited to share with the listeners. So can you tell us more about that? Yes. We're gonna, can I, before you say that, I'm going to say we're going to have you back in 30 days to hear how it all went. Okay. Awesome. So when I was at the workshop, I was reminded of the beauty of mirror work. And you and I've discussed this, but I do mirror work a little bit differently, right? So I came home immediately and in the workshop, I said to myself, you know what? I always talk to myself. I mean, you know, I shouldn't say always, but 
very often talk to myself in a kind way. And it came to me that really the voice that's kind of negative in my mind is my dad's voice, you know, and even though you can say to yourself, well, what he's saying is not really credible, right? But it's still strong and powerful. So I said, I'm going to go home and talk to myself in the mirror as my father. And so that day I started doing it. And once I started doing it, I did it in the mirror that one time and then I got the essence of it. And so then I just started going forward, talking to myself as my dad all the time. You know, like even when I play tennis and it's not going well, I hear his voice telling me, it's okay, you're doing your best and that's all that matters. You know, and this wasn't his voice growing up. You know, he didn't change your story. Exactly. And you know what, Victoria, it's making a difference in my life already. Just in the way that I feel, I can tell you, like, I feel more dropped in, you know, like I feel like I can relax because I, I mean, I, it's not like I want to admit this, but there was a part of me that was always striving to impress my dad, right? To be enough for my dad. And now I just make up his dialogue, right? So he says, I was telling my husband, I go, oh my gosh, my dad has been so supportive lately. He has seen (laughs) so many nice things to me. And he is, it's, you know, sometimes we don't want to admit how powerful some people's voices are in our lives. And you Mm -hmm. keep on trying to tell yourself it's not important. But sometimes they are. And so I just thought, I just take that and I'm going to speak for him. And luckily it has worked, you know, and it's working because I'm feeling much more, you know, I still have those voices come up, but then his voice comes in and says, I'm proud of you. You know, you're doing a great job. I'm so proud of you. And you're so creative and all these different things that he's never said to me before. And it feels real actually. Yes. You know, I was just imagining as you were talking, I was very close with my father. So as you were talking, I was thinking about him saying things like, I really understand your work now. And like, I just got chills all over and my heart feels so warm. So we can do this. We can change that dialogue to something that, you know, I'm sure they would have wanted to said say if they had the knowledge and awareness that they have now in whatever realm they are in. Right. You know, I I know that we never want to hurt our children and we never want to say things that will hold them back. But sometimes that's the reality. And and I'm not blaming anybody's parents, you know, but what I'm saying is they're doing the best that they can, just like I did the best that I could. And um, I'm sure you're doing the best that you can as a parent. And so just by changing that voice and loving yourself through your father, I just think it's going to blow up your world in the best possible way. So you're on like day three now? Let's see. Today is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, four. Day four today. Yeah. Great. So we're going to touch back with you in uh, about 26 days. And just uh, if you can keep some notes for us along the way of little miracles that you've noticed that have happened, that would be amazing. Okay. And, uh, and also for the listeners, I invite you to do the same thing. Just start along with Luann and, um, you know, that person in your voice who's, it, that voice in your head who's the loudest, that voice that is critical to you and perhaps is holding you back or has got you stuck in some negative patterns or limited beliefs, uh, change the voice, change the message, right? So if that 
messages telling you that you don't finish anything you start or that you're not smart enough or that you don't have enough money or that you're not healthy enough or that you should be married or that you should be divorced, whatever it is, just choose to change that person's voice in your mind. And like Luann did, the first few times you might want to do it in the mirror just to really have that connection, that soul connection with yourself and be very grounded as you do it. Um, But then, you know, like she said, she's able to do it playing tennis, being like, good shot, honey. How great is that? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I really think that's important too, because you know what it is about the mirror work is the first couple times you're connecting with your eyes. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like you make that soul connection, at least for me, because yeah. I have spoken to my dad on a soul level many times, but this has been dramatically different. Yes. And you know, I love that you're also incorporating the joy. So it's such a high vibration experience. And when we are in that place of joy, like the tennis and, and he's saying, good shot or good game. Um, and you're in that place of joy, you're just attracting and drawing more joy into your life. And, you know, I can, I, I can see you visually and you're smiling now. So I know you feel that emotion when you're going through it. So just, you know, there's, there's times when you're going to have serious talks Uh, with that voice that is predominantly in your head. And then there's times when you can just let that voice love you, let it really love and support you and have loads of fun with it and know that your thoughts really do change your life. Absolutely. Thank you, Luann. So Thank once, you. Oh, it's so great to have you here. And I just want to mention again, your website, which is Luann Chow. L-U-A-N-N-C-H-O-U.com. She has got some great blogs on there. I love the way that you write. It's so conversational. I just feel like I'm hanging out with you and you're telling me a story. Thank it's you great. So much. And uh, if you want some more information, Luann is also um, a coach. She can help you out as well. So it's Chow at gmail.com. Same spelling, L-U-A-N-N. C-H-O-U at gmail.com and ask her about her coaching programs. And uh, she's obviously doing some really great things in her life and can help you to do the same. Thank you for being here, Luann. Thank you. Thank you. We will see you in uh, about 26 days. Okay. I look forward to it. (laughs) Thank you. Me as well. Me as well. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. We hope that you learn tips to help you heal your life even more. For more information on Heal Your Life Workshop teacher and coach training, please visit thetraining.ca. For more information on me, your host, Victoria Johnson, please visit victoriajohnson.org. And please order my book on Amazon. Do that and then some. Transform feelings of less than to more than enough. Thanks for joining us.